On today's episode of Double Down Trent, Aaron and I are going to be previewing our Double Down Trent March Madness Challenge, letting everyone know how the listeners are doing in comparison to the man and the model. We're also going to be reviewing a couple of bets we put down this weekend, including one where the man went head-to-head with the model, so tune in to see who ends up winning that one. And then we are also previewing the upcoming Sweet 16 games, games like Tennessee-Purdue, Michigan State, LSU, Duke and Virginia, Kentucky and Houston, and more. Stick around. We're going to be giving you guys the lines, some odds, some bets you might want to put down on, and maybe a few you might want to wait until the lines change on. So stick around for episode 22 of Double Down Trent. Double Down Trent, you might want to tune in. Talking gambling and sports, predicting who might win. Pop culture to movies. Let's start up the combo. Ryan and Aaron, man versus the motto. Keep it authentic and it's always live. So competitive, so you know it's always hype. Make sure you subscribe. Trust you don't want to miss. Going all in here on Double Down Trent. Hey, yeah. Double Down Trent, let's go. All right, the pre-tournament favorite. Can it survive the last 8.1 seconds? Got to be Taylor or Dawkins. And UCF will pull off the shocker. Here we go. Inbound out to Taylor. Jones is on him. Taylor driving. Driving in. Banks it up. No. Put back. In and out. And Duke survives just barely. All right, welcome to Double Down Shrimp, the podcast where two elementary school buddies are talking sports, gambling, and pop culture. My name is Ryan. I'm your co-host as usual. Uh, Air, my buddy, co-host, how you feeling after the uh, first weekend of March Madness? You know, it's been just an absolutely phenomenal tournament so far. I think the game that really punctuated for me was last night's game. We're recording this on a Monday, uh, the Duke-UCF game. Last night was probably one of the highlights of the tournament so far. Uh, not to mention, you know, we were all together this past weekend enjoying the tournament with some beer and barbecue. Um, so it's uh, been definitely a highlight uh, of the year. Yeah, it's been good. That game, like you said, was fantastic. I, I normally don't root for Duke, but I've got them uh, winning it all in my bracket. I'm also doing really well. In one of, the, one of the pools, I'm in first place with a, a total pool entry of 58 people. So I was pulling for them. That game was wild. For anyone who wasn't watching, I don't know what you were doing or why you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> but... That last shot by uh, UCF, I mean, that ball hit the rim about eight different times. It just didn't fall. Uh, unbelievable game. But, yeah, the weekend was great. We got a lot, of, uh, a lot of stories to tell, a lot of bets we put down, and, uh, you know, really had a good time together. But, uh, you know, th- this Monday after March Madness, the first four days is just – it's like coming down from some terrible, you know, drug or something like that. I like to think of it as a little recovery time. You know, you, you get a little break in between the Thursday games and you yep. get to uh, try to pull yourself back together before it all happens again. Yep. And, and fellas, if you're out there uh, listening and you want to buy some time for the weekend, put in all the time with your girlfriend, your wife, your significant others. Put it in today, tomorrow, Wednesday, because it's picking back up again on Thursday and goes all through the weekend. And I'd just like to make a mental note. You mentioned that you are currently in first place in another uh, bracket challenge that you're doing with some other uh, group of friends out of 58 people. I'm going to definitely loop back with you at the end of the tournament and see where you land because it doesn't matter where you are during the tournament. It matters where you are at the end of the tournament. That's absolutely correct. But what has been the mantra that I've been (laughs) spitting to you all basketball season? Uh, Hey, Coco. Oh, there's the dog again, of course. (laughs) Our third co-host says hello. 
Uh, well, one mantra has been Costanza of do you just pick the opposite of your picks? Is that is that what you're saying? That's not the one I'm hitting at, <laughs> even though that's one that we do talk about. The other one is what? Say it to me, pal. He breaks late. I break late. Everybody knows it. If anyone listened to our instant reactions this weekend, I said that about a hundred times. Uh, so, you know, um, while I'm not in first place uh, in our uh, double down Trent league, I am in the top 10. I feel very comfortable with where I am. Uh, so why don't we give the listeners a little bit of an update uh, of the, the standings, at least the top 10 uh, of the double down Trent bracket challenge. Yep. So we'll just be covering the top 10 and um, we don't know who all these people are. So we'll just kind of be giving you some of the usernames that we see on our uh, ESPN bracket challenge. So the first one in first place is ESPN 72966, et cetera, et cetera. Long number. Uh, they're currently in the 97.8th percentile in all ESPN brackets. So they're doing really, really well. That's incredible. That's really good. They have a pretty good lead. So they have a total of 530 points right now. Now, uh, tied for second, 10 points behind them, is Hiller33 and J.G. McCarthy. Uh, They're both at 520 points and really uh, nip it at the heels. All three of those top three folks have picked Duke as a champion, which is not helping my uh, bracket at all. Me neither, so it'll be interesting to see who they got picked uh, in between those games, see who's going to pull away. Now, in fourth place, we have a tie, uh, a three-person tie. One of them is MP. The next is Arrow 717. And then the third tied there is uh, Colorado Rocky. They all have 510 points. So absolutely within striking distance uh, of the top seed, but it should be interesting. Two of those three have Duke picked uh, as champion and one has UNC. Yeah. And if UNC can somehow, uh, you know, pull the upset, they are the one seed uh, in, in their region. They've looked powerful. They've looked dominant. But, uh, you know, if North Carolina wins it, MP looks like they're in real good shape. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, in seventh place, all by himself, is Say you. Is you. Part of Kaz, the <laughs> man. You. Uh, <laughs> you are only 30, 30 points behind first place, so you are very much still in it. Now, you have Duke picked, so you're going to need a little help uh, with how this tournament plays out. I think what you're going to be hoping for, I haven't checked the brackets up above, but I, I know you've picked Houston to, to upset Kentucky here, so yep. I think that would be huge for you. Um, but you still have a shot, so we'll see how that plays out. Yep. In eighth place is B. Dumloff uh, at 490 points, so 40 points behind the lead. And then uh, tied for ninth is me, the model, and my wife, who filled out a bracket in about 45 seconds. So uh, we're at four, 480 we're about 50 points behind, but we uh, are just kind of hoping to keep progressing. I can't wait to see how that plays out. I'm kind of hoping your wife – actually, not kind of. I'm definitely hoping your wife <laughs> beats you, but falls just short of me because that would be lovely. <laughs> I think, I think I'll think i think I'm going to take care of her here, but I'm not totally sure. I'm really, really praying. Yeah, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, so there's the standings. Um, just to let everyone know, we were together, uh, as we said, this weekend in uh, North Carolina. It was a great time. Uh, we've got a couple of stories uh, of some bets. We're not going to bore you with every single bet that we put down, but we've got two that we thought were really fun uh, and really gave a little bit of drama to what we're doing on the weekend. So the first one uh, was one that I placed on Friday night. Uh, it was late night. It was one of the last games of the evening, North Carolina versus Iona. Now, let me set the stage for everyone who's listening. Uh, we had been drinking for quite a while, and we had been drinking heavy IPAs. At least I had. So I was pretty buzzed. Now, this is a lesson to all the kids out there. When you are drinking, make sure you check 
what you are betting very closely. Always smart. Always a smart idea. So it is halftime of the UNC Iona game. UNC is the one seed. Iona is the 16 seed. The score is 38-33 North Carolina. I pull up my trusty little app and I see a line of over 88 and a half. And I think in my head, I'm like, this has got to be some kind of mistake. Maybe, maybe Bavada just didn't like realize the bet is still live. So I'm like, this is unbelievable. I took it right away. I made a huge bet. I made it like about a four to five unit bet. So much bigger than what I had been playing with all day. And I lock it in and I turn to you and I'm like, this is a no brainer. <laughs> well, what happened is it turns out I didn't bet a over 88 and a half for the entire game. I bet over 88 and a half combined points in the second half. <laughs> Yikes. So now I'm like, this is not happening. We actually were trying to live record uh, and see our reactions, but it was just so bad because no one was making any shots. I was like, there's no chance. I basically wrote it off in my head as just a terrible don't drink and bet scenario. Well, what happens? (laughs) North Carolina goes on a run. They're up like 20. I'm like, all right, they're sitting good. But now the game is a blowout. So I don't think anything is going to happen. But all of a sudden, Iona starts creeping back. With about a minute 10 left, I need about eight points to be scored. Iona nails a three. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I needed. Then they, for whatever reason, foul North Carolina. North Carolina comes down, hits the two foul shots real quick. So basically no time went off the clock. So five quick points right there. Uh, It really comes down to 14 seconds left in the game. But... They scored a combined 90 points in the second half, and I win the bet. It was insane, unbelievable. You know, I will just say that is like a really good summary of you you betting this weekend. I feel like some of the bets you made were the exact opposites that I would have made, but then nearly every single one that you had was a winner. It really drove me nuts. Yeah, it was was wild. Um, So that one was really lucky. But uh, give us a little preview of the next bet that we're going to talk about because this one was fun. Well, this next one, it had me against you. So I had taken, this is a second round game. Kentucky was playing Wofford and I had taken Kentucky minus five and a half. And then you unbeknownst, you know, without kind of really talking about it, you ended up taking Wofford plus five and a half. And we only told told each other about it after we had locked in our bets. Yeah. We basically found out while we were at the bar watching the game. (laughs) So, so suddenly we're both cheering on. We both have a team. We both have a dog, a dog in the race. And we are just rooting for them hardcore. <laughs> I think we were the only two people at the bar who had a bet down because we were going nuts and people were just kind of looking at us like, what the hell are these assholes doing? <laughs> now, what happened toward the end there? Well, you know, it was a yeah. close game. It was kind of up and down. I turned to you probably at halftime and say, you know, I think this is just going to you know, barely cover or not cover. Yep. And give me the little play-by-play towards the end here of, if you can remember. Yeah, I actually remember it with painful detail because, again, like the movie Rounder says, you probably don't remember the wins in great detail, but you can remember the losses with excruciating detail. So what happens is Wofford actually hit a three at one point with about a minute left to go in the game to make it a two-point game. And I'm like, yes, plus five and a half. This is a lock. Anyway, Kentucky comes down. They score quickly. So let's set the stage now. Uh, Kentucky is up four points. Wofford's got the ball. There's about 
15 seconds left to go in the yep. game. Yep. If Wofford just makes a bucket, that is a cover Over. for me. Uh, they missed their shot. There's now about, what, five seconds left to go in the game? They have to foul because they're down four points. It's not over theoretically. So they foul Kentucky with about five seconds left to go in the game. Best this foul kid, I've seen all weekend. Uh, this kid walks up to the foul line just with ice water in his veins, nails the first one. Now, if he had missed the first one, it would have been Tragic. crazy town. I Tragic. win no matter what. Drains the first one. So now it's five. What does he do with the second one? He drains the second one. Swish. Six point lead. That's the ball game. You win the bet. I lose the bet. Yep. That was one of the highlights of me for the weekend. Yeah. And again, like, like we said in the Barry Horse interview, another game that I've lost by half a point. It's unfucking believable. All right. Should we go to our sweet 16 picks? Let's do it. So we got some good games uh, coming uh, coming ahead this uh, this Thursday and Friday uh, leading into the weekend. So it's down to the sweet 16. Really a lot of favorites are here. Uh, so there's only a couple of underdogs. So what we're going to do, we're going to preview the games on Thursday. We're going to preview the games on Friday. Uh, tell you who we like if we're going to put down any bets and uh, some action that you might take. So our first game uh, is Gonzaga versus Florida State. So Florida State's the underdog in this game. Uh, looking at the spread here, it's uh, seven points in terms of uh, the, the spread. So Florida State's getting seven. Uh, give us the uh, money lines here and what you're looking at in terms of the model data of implied probabilities. Yep. So the money line uh, currently set for the game is right around minus 330. So that translates to about Gonzaga winning 77% of the time with the implied probability. Um, the model has this game as, as, as Gonzaga winning about 71% of the time. Um, so this is something that I likely wouldn't uh, take Gonzaga on in terms of betting. Uh, I would consider Florida State, but even that is probably not worth it, just given the uh, VIG. Um, so this would be a stay away for me, and I would just kind of probably root for Gonzaga just to see them keep going. Yeah. Now, for me, I actually have Florida State in my bracket beating Gonzaga. So Ooh. I actually I had them actually beating Syracuse in this game, but that really fucked me. Uh, so I would love to see Florida State pull this off here because that means my bracket's in really good shape. I don't think a lot of people have got Florida State here. Uh, so I might touch that spread. I might take Florida State plus seven, especially since I've got them there. Uh, I don't know if I'm feeling that ballsy where I might take the money line. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to do the plus seven there, but maybe a small, small bet. All right. Well, you just turned me into the biggest Gonzaga fan on Thursday. <laughs> Oh, fade me early. All right. I love it. <laughs> All right. The next game that would be played on Thursday is Tennessee against Purdue. Now, this is going to be a pretty close game. The spread that's set right now is Purdue plus one and a half. And the over-under is 146 points. The model has this as a 52% uh, implied probability that Tennessee will win. The odds of the game right now are exactly that. Uh, Tennessee is slightly favored. The implied odds translate to 52%. So this is something that is kind of dead on in my book from what I'm seeing with the model and is a total stay away. Yeah, and you won't hear me say this often, but kudos to the model. That's a that's a right nail on the head job there for you. So good job by getting that implied probability. Um, this is going to be a really close, close game. I'm not touching this uh, with a 10-foot pole. So this is a stay away for me. You know, I will say I have Purdue in uh, some neighbor uh, – you know, pool that I'm, I'm doing. So I'm going to be rooting for them, but uh, yeah, this should be a coin flip and we'll see how it lands. Okay. I got Tennessee uh, in, in the final four here, so I would like to see them pull this out, but I do think this is going to be a dog fight. 
Okay, our third game uh, should be a dandy. Uh, Michigan is playing Texas Tech. Um, the lines are super close. So right now, Texas, Michigan is favored uh, by two points. Um, the over-under is set at 126. Um, the lines that we're currently seeing uh, for money line is Michigan minus 130, which translates to about 57% uh, implied probability that they'll win. Now, my model is seeing something pretty different than that. My model is seeing that uh, Michigan is going to win about 70% of the time. So um, to me, I actually really, I've already locked in a bet on Michigan for this game. Um, just kind of a call out as another data source, um, 538, well-known data source online, some data journalism guys, um, they actually have Texas Tech slightly favored here. They have it as a total coin flip, coin flip. Um, but my model is seeing something a little different than what they have. Yeah, and we touched on this before we recorded here. Um, Texas Tech is way better than a lot of people thought. I think they've kind of flown under the radar. A lot of people know Michigan. Um, I have them. I have Michigan in my bracket here. So this this is a game that I actually might uh, take Texas Tech with the points here. Um, but I think I'm going to wait this out because I I do think the public is going to be riding Michigan here. So you might actually get more points for Texas Tech if you kind of wait closer till tip. Um, but keep an eye on that. I think if it goes lower than two, if, if for some reason people, uh, you know, smart money's on Texas tech, uh, I don't think I'm touching that, but if, if that spread bumps up a little bit, three and a half, four, uh, I'm all over Texas tech. So, you know, it's very possible that we're the square money, but, uh, let's pretend that there's some other square money out there that is coming in. What you're basically saying is that there's gonna be a lot of folks who just look at this game and bet Michigan and you hopefully get uh, Texas tech, you know, plus two and a half, plus three, plus three and a half in lieu of what you see now, which is only plus two. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and and even, you know, money line. So right now that money line for Texas Tech is sitting at plus 115. Uh, that even could change too if people are just taking Michigan straight up here. So, um, you know, I would keep an eye on that. I think that's going to be a really close game. Okay, the fourth game on Thursday is uh, Virginia, number one seed against the 12 Oregon. Um the implied probability that we're seeing uh, on this game is Virginia kind of right around 79 to 80% implied probability. So, you know, right around minus 400. Um, my model has this game as much closer than that. So my model has this game as a Virginia win about 61% of the time. For I think that's largely based on my model, just really liking the recent performance of Oregon. Um, you know, it takes in a bunch of their recent statistics and, um, I'm worried that it weights it too much, but we'll actually see. Um, so right now we uh, the, the spread is um, eight points. So Virginia is favored by eight. Um, but this would be something that I probably don't bet on just given uh, the current odds. Yeah, I'm not touching this one either uh, for a couple reasons. Oregon really didn't look great against UC Irvine. I know they came on at the end last night. Um, they're They're playing hot. Virginia, though, I just cannot get a fucking read on them. I mean, we were talking, they almost, they were losing again to a 16 seed. And granted, they they won, they made it to the Sweet 16, they won two games. But they don't look impressive. Their defense, though, obviously does. That's their, their staple. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really interesting here. The over-under is 119 points, which is super small. Wild. But when you look at it, I mean, Virginia's not scoring a ton of points. Uh, Oregon last night against uh, UC Irvine, they, they didn't put up a ton of points. So, um, that, that's, a, that's a tempting number for a college basketball game. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm just trying to do the math in my head. So that's like, they're estimating that Virginia is going to win what 65 to like 57. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Something maybe even a little lower for the, yeah. But like that you're telling me Oregon's going to put up that few points. I mean, I, I don't know. 
maybe you uh, sit and think about that over under for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that and, and watch that. Um, I got to go back, look at it. I honestly haven't looked at enough numbers for those uh, those two teams and, and what their over-unders have been set at. But that's something I think circle that, folks. Put that in your little uh, in your little feather in your cap and think about it. Look at you, the man needing to go back and look at a little number or something. Hey, like, man, I told <laughs> hey, you're rubbing off of me. The model's coming on to my, uh, my thinking here. Oh, gosh, I love it. <laughs> I ran the uh, Pythagorean theorem for that one. Uh, Okay, let's jump to the Friday games. Um, The first one we're seeing is Michigan State against LSU. Just who who do you like in this one? Just just thinking about it right now. I'll be honest. I completely picked against LSU this this tournament. I had them losing in the first round to Yale. uh, And then in the second round, when I was like, all right, you know, they survived, they advanced, maybe they're going to, you know, sneak out here. But then I was like, they're not going to make it past Maryland. They did. They uh they look really good. I, I I'm inclined here to actually take LSU in an upset. Even though in my bracket I've got Michigan State, I haven't been impressed. Obviously they blew out uh, Minnesota, but they really didn't look great against Bradley. So you know I, I'm not huge on Michigan State right now. I think I might get behind LSU. Okay. Um, what we're seeing in terms of odds uh, right now, their money line is set anywhere from like minus 255 to 300, minus 300. That's right around about 72 to 75% implied probability that they're going to win this game. Um, my model has basically exactly that. I'm seeing 75% likelihood to win this game. So this is something that I'm absolutely not going to stay away unless there's a huge uh, change in the line. Um, yeah, even that. You know, I'm, I think it's fascinating. This over-under is 149 compared to the 119 that we yeah. kind of mentioned. Um, not that I'll look at that at all, but uh, yeah, this should be a little more exciting and back and forth than the Virginia-Oregon game that we just covered. Yeah, and LSU's got this factor that the model can't uh, can't think about or can't add into its numbers. It's got that, you know, fuck you. Everyone's against us. The world's against us. So everyone thought, coach. Yeah, no coach. Uh, the FBI is breathing down their neck. I think they're the nobody believes in us team and and they're kind of on a, a mission right now. So I, I don't think I'm betting that game. I'm not going to touch it at all, especially the money line. I'm not touching. Um, so I might leave that one alone, but it wouldn't shock me though. If, if LSU comes out and, uh, and pulls that upset. Okay. Next one. I think th- this might be like the, the best matchup of this. Yeah. Uh, of this kind of sweet 16. So uh, North Carolina is playing Auburn. And uh, right now, North Carolina is favored. Um, we're seeing a money line for them of minus 205, which translates to them winning 67% of the time. Um, Auburn just came off a phenomenal thrashing of Kansas, and I watched that whole game. I couldn't believe how fast they moved. Yep, They basically had the most perfect first half that any team would ever play against a Kansas. I just don't think that they're going to be able to play any better, but they looked phenomenal in phenomenal. it. I mean, they absolutely took it to Kansas. Um, North Carolina, though, you know, they they didn't have the easiest road, but they blew the doors off of Washington. I think they won by almost 25, 26 points. Um, they're putting up a ton of points. So, you know, we covered the Iona game. They put up 88 uh, against Washington. They put up 81. Auburn, they put up 89 against Kansas, 78 against New Mexico State. So that over under there, uh, obviously the number is high. It's sitting at Huge. 163. So they're basically saying both those teams are putting up 80 more, Um, but they've got the ability to do that. I think it's going to be a fast paced game. Um, This is another interesting one here because, you know, Auburn, I don't want to say they come out of nowhere, um, but the betting public obviously knows North Carolina. They're the one seed. Um, I think this is a a wait and see 
type thing and see if people come uh, and start betting North Carolina. You know, very similar to what we talked about with, with Michigan here. Uh, and you might get some value with the spread on Auburn. If that gets up a little higher, that's a number that I would definitely be looking at here. Um, I'm, I would even take them right now at this plus five and then kind of see what happens uh, as the numbers change at all. Okay, and I actually think that's really interesting because that's exactly what the, where the model is going with this. So the model actually has this uh, game as a near coin flip. Um, we have Auburn just slightly favored, which I'm not sure that's okay with my gut, but uh, I don't live by my gut. I live by this model. So we have Auburn winning about 55% of the time. That's a huge discrepancy from UNC winning 67% of the time, which is what the current mining line is set at. So yeah, I actually really like your idea of you know possibly taking locking in a bet here at plus five. Maybe waiting to see if public uh, money comes in on North Carolina and getting an even better uh, number there, whether it's money line or spread. Um, so this will be something I'm watching the rest of the week. Going to be interesting. So let's keep an eye on that line. Okay. The second to last game um, is UCF against Virginia Tech. Oh, oh, oh. oh just kidding. <laughs> Man, that was brutal. Duke against Virginia Tech. Um Right now, uh, Duke is kind of a heavy favorite. They are minus 315 money line, which translates to about 76% implied probability that they'll win the game. Um, My model is seeing this game as actually much closer than that. My model has this game as Duke winning 63% of the time. So this might be something I'm looking at in terms of spread. Um, I'm a little jaded with Virginia Tech. They've had a bunch of injuries this year, and I want to make sure everyone's uh, healthy first before I lock anything in. Um, but right now they're getting plus seven on the spread. So I'm actually going to take a look at that uh, coming up on Friday's game. Yeah, I'm going to wait and see on this one as well. Um, Duke sweated out and who knows, maybe that's uh, the the game that catapults them and, and, you know, lights the fire under their ass. Um, Virginia Tech, though, they beat Duke earlier in the year. So don't sleep on that. Uh, this game is being played in D.C. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm sure Duke travels and it's not far from North Carolina. Um, but I got to imagine there's going to be a lot of Tech fans in the house. So uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. The The model, though, is out. I mean, UCF just showed you how to beat Duke. You just got to, you know, someone's got to come through and finish them off. You just, you just have to have a seven-foot-six yeah. guy. <laughs> have him stand under. I mean, it was wild watching that game because you, you'd you see guys who you'd think had a, a good shot at a layup while they're driving down the lane, and then they'll, they'll just decide not even to throw it up because they know the guy's going to swat it away. Um, man, I still can't believe they lost that game. It, it actually pains me, though, that I have to root for Duke because I'm still in first in this bracket with a ton of money on the line. So I need Duke to win this game. Um, I'm going to stay away from the, the bets on this game, though. Um, but I'm sick to my stomach that I have to root for Duke. You're going to be getting out your little blue uh, blue outfit and pulling that out from nowhere. That'll <laughs> never happen. You'll never <laughs> see me in that. But if they're cashing my checks... I will root for them. Uh, I hear that. All right. The last game on Friday is going to be a dandy too. Kentucky is playing Houston. Uh, right now, Kentucky is the favorite. Uh, we're seeing a money line for them about minus 150, which translates to 60% uh, likely that they're going to win this game. Um, the model actually has this game as Houston to win 52% of the time. So it's, you know, the model seeing a near coin flip. Um, so there might be some value here on either betting Houston money line or spread. The spread is currently Houston plus two and a half. Um, the big question mark for me is one of uh, Kentucky's best players, uh, PJ Washington. I think he's a sophomore forward. Hasn't played the first two games in this tournament for Kentucky. 
he is questionable for this game. So I would love to know uh, when that actually comes out, whether he's going to play or not before I try to lock anything in. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Um, I am on the Houston bandwagon. Oh, here we go. I've got them in my bracket beating Kentucky. So, again, that's some extra incentive in the league that I'm in. Uh, It's got some extra incentive in the Double Down Trent League that we're in. Um, Let me just give you some numbers here because Houston has been dominant. So they beat Georgia State in the opener uh, 84-55 domination. They then beat Ohio State 74-59. I mean, they're blowing the doors off these teams. Um, Kentucky, you know, we talked about them. They sweated out a victory against Wofford. Uh, you know, no PJ. So I, I think this is going to be really close. But because I've got Washington, I or Houston, excuse me, because I've got them, I am betting them. I am taking them Ooh. money. Open. I'm taking them spread. I'm double down Trent, baby. Well, this is one of those times that we actually our interests coincide. So I have a, a futures bet with Houston. Um, I actually have Houston going in my bracket, so I am going to be right there alongside of you rooting the whole way for Houston in this game against Kentucky. And, and let's touch back on that futures bet because we talked about it previously, but you got in at a really good time. I did. So I, I locked in a bet, um, not at the best time. It was uh, right right around uh, conference tournament time. So I got them locked in uh, pretty good. It actually, so I won't. I don't want to share exactly what it, what, what it was, but when the tournament opened up, it was, you know, half or less than what I had locked them in at. So I've, I'm feeling pretty good. I may have to hedge later, but I'm not going to hedge here quite yet. I'm really going to root for Houston and we'll see if uh, it pays off. Yeah. And uh, just to go over it again. So we talked about that. That was, a uh, you know, if you were going to make a futures bet, that wasn't the best time to do it. You got it in at a pretty good time. You obviously got really good value with Houston. Um, I'm looking at Bavada. They they re-released some futures on who's going to be the outright winners. Tell so, me more. I'll read you a few that uh, that we've talked about here. So Duke is still the prohibitive favorite. They're at plus 300 to win it all. Uh, you know, after that last game, I, I don't know if I would even sniff that number right now. That Okay, hold, hold on. Let's just stop right there for a second. So before the tournament started, I was seeing Duke at plus 220 or plus 225. And now you're telling me they've made it two rounds and their odds are worse. That would be one that I would actually consider looking at. Okay, so there you go. There's the numbers. All right, so we've got value there, folks. Uh, the next one, we've got North Carolina plus 600. Okay, that one's a little different. So I'm, I'm just going off memory. So if I if I remember correctly, what I was seeing them was plus 800 um, at, the, at the tournament start. So that rightfully dipped a little bit, um, kind of, uh, you know, not as good. But that to me is... Eh, that's not one I would I would yeah sniff. especially because we just talked about you know they're they're gonna they're gonna have their hands full so I I don't think I'm touching that one uh as well um then and this is interesting Michigan plus 1500 Ooh, wow yeah, yeah that one is that one is intriguing to me plus 1500 I don't you know I don't know okay, that, was so- my, that was my Tony Romo by the way <laughs> So I think that's an interesting one because before the tournament started, they were plus sixteen hundred. Yep. Um, so again, to have made it two rounds and you know only dropped by a hundred points, that's interesting to me that you could wait that long and get that good of an odds. Yeah. So that one's interesting. Uh, Texas Tech plus twenty two hundred. Wow. Yeah, we didn't even have them on the board when we covered that. So people are on Texas Tech. Um, a surprising one to me though 
is uh, Virginia and Gonzaga plus four twenty five plus four fifty because you know one seeds they're moving up. Uh, but I do like your boys Houston plus three thousand. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, that's certainly. I've got better. I got. I got them much better odds, but I locked in much sooner. Um, but yeah, those are probably some of the better odds. And you, you know, you really got to look at path to get there. So you know, yeah. obviously, if they beat Kentucky, they'd likely have to play UNC. Um, and then likely, I, you know, I'd guess Virginia. Um, but I kind of like them coming out of that bracket versus uh, some folks on the other side. Yeah. And if you guys want to get crazy, LSU is at plus 5,000. That's interesting. Uh, Auburn plus 2,800. We just touched on how well they're playing. Uh, Purdue plus 2,000. So there's some options out there, folks. Hmm. Yeah, I need to look more into this. Yeah, I mean, I'm really intrigued because like you said, Duke now is plus 300. When the tournament tipped, they were plus 225. And just so you know, I'm looking at a different source that you are and I'm seeing Duke plus 260. So if you're seeing plus 300, that's going to be probably the that's best value. odd you'll be able to get on them that's right now. Value. I yeah. might take that. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up the episode here. That's our Sweet 16 preview. Uh, we'll keep you guys posted. We're going to be recording uh, next week after uh, everything's been whittled down. Uh, so we're going to be down to the, uh, the final four when we record our next episode. That should be great. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. And I right, can't guys. wait to tell the listeners that I'm past you in the standings of our bracket <laughs> yeah, challenge. Right. Please, I break late. I'm still breaking. It's getting later. I'm going to break even farther, baby. Woo! Here, here we go. <laughs> All right. See everyone next week. That one's 20 nice, baby. You got 20 bucks. You know, I mean, not kind of what happened on the first table. Yeah, thanks for clarifying that. You know, I'm down too, Michael, right? Yeah, what'd you lose? I don't know what I dropped. Let's see. I dropped probably 35. Don't give me that shit. You know exactly what you lost. What'd you drop? 20, all right? But I was down at least 50. I'm sorry. I got lucky on the crab stick. You won, right? You shouldn't be sorry. You're a winner. I'm the fucking loser. I'm the one who should be sorry. Baby, don't talk that way. Can we just go, please? We go? Baby, look at me. Look at me. Your money. You know what else? You're a big winner tonight. I want to leave. You're a big winner. I'm going to ask you a simple question. I want you to listen to me. Who's the big winner here tonight at the casino? Huh? Mikey, that's who. Mikey's the big winner. Mikey wins. Oh, I'm fine. I'm an asshole, but you know what? You're the big winner tonight, Mikey. You're the big winner in more ways than one.